Have you ever sat down to read your Bible and wonder where to begin, or question if the ancient words on those impossibly thin pages will ever make any sense? Maybe you've compared your Bible with the colorful and note-filled pages of others, or wondered how to understand why you believe what you believe. You're not alone, my friend. Welcome to the Biblical Context Matters podcast. I'm Bree Blum, and I will be your host while we take a closer look at God's Word through the eyes of the original audience, exploring the cultural, historical, geographical, linguistic, political, and religious influences upon the people and places of the Bible. Together, we'll learn how to intentionally study Scripture to get beyond surface-level knowledge and find a deeper belief and understanding of the heart of God. It's possible. Thank you, promise. What if you could read one chapter of scripture, like you were talking with your best friend about the flashbacks that were shared in your favorite Netflix series that helped you better understand the main character? Follow along with our eight-week online study of Seven Feasts by Aaron Davis and start making those connections between the OT and JC, Old Testament and Jesus Christ, that is. Discover the beauty of Jesus through the lens of the Old Testament celebrations and walk away awed by his glory. Have you ever heard the song, The End of the Beginning by David Phelps? In the song, David shares how the gospel story of Jesus' birth, life, death, and resurrection isn't the end of the story, but just the end of the beautiful beginning of God's magnificent plan. It has been so amazing to see how Jesus is the fulfillment of each of the feasts of the Lord given to us in Leviticus 23. So I was surprised when Aaron Davis said on page 229 of Seven Feasts, while many of the other feasts have a New Testament counterpart, Passover, Pentecost, and the Lord's Supper, the Day of Atonement does not. I understand she was pointing out that we don't have the need for a yearly sacrifice for the atonement of sins because Jesus took care of that for us. However, I think it's important to take a closer look and compare the Old and New Testaments to see how Jesus met every single aspect of the Day of Atonement rituals and how his completion of these requirements isn't the end, but just the end of the beginning. Leviticus chapter 16 gives a detailed description of the rituals and procedures required first by Aaron and then later by the high priest on the Day of Atonement. We see Jesus fulfilling this powerful role as Hebrews 4, or chapter 4, verse 14 through chapter 5, verse 10, explains how Jesus was designated by God to be the high priest. It goes on to say in Hebrews chapter 9, verse 11 in the NLT translation, So Christ has now become the high priest, over all the good things that have come. He has entered that greater, more perfect tabernacle in heaven, which was not made by human hands and is not a part of this created world. The high priest was very busy on the Day of Atonement. God made it abundantly clear that entering the most holy place was not to be taken lightly. He was required to bathe several times throughout the day and dress in particular sacred garments. 
Then the high priest had to sacrifice a bull and a goat, the bull for his sin and the goat for the sins of the people, and use their blood to offer as atonement. Hebrews chapter 9 continues in verse 12. In the NLT translation, it explains how Jesus, with his own blood, not the blood of goats and calves, he entered the most holy place once for all time and secured our redemption forever. I am deeply fascinated by the comparisons of how on the Day of Atonement, the high priest would take two goats and present them to the Lord at the entrance of the tent of meeting and the story found in Matthew chapter 27, verse 16 through 18, when Jesus and another prisoner named Jesus Barabbas were picked over, one being sentenced to death and the other released. Jesus, being the complete fulfillment, stood beside Jesus Barabbas, and in the same manner, the two goats were presented, and it was decided upon which one would be the blood sacrifice and which would have the sins of the nation placed on it and released into the wilderness to eventually die. Although Jesus Barabbas was released and not sentenced to death in the wilderness, he played an important role to help us see how Jesus Christ was both the perfect sacrificial lamb and the scapegoat who took on the sins of not only the nation, but of the world to be the atonement for everyone. 1 John chapter 2, verse 2 in the NIV translation says, He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, and not only for ours, but also for the sins of the whole world. Several times in Leviticus 16, we read about the most holy place residing behind a curtain that separated the presence of God and the people. In Mark chapter 15, verse 18, after Jesus breathed his last, the curtain in the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, permanently removing the divider between God and his people. Hebrews chapter 9, verses 24 through 25, in the NIV translation, it says, For Christ did not enter a sanctuary made with human hands that was only a copy of the true one. He entered heaven itself, now to appear for us in God's presence. Nor did he enter heaven to offer himself again and again, the way the high priest enters the most holy place every year with blood that is not his own. Our high priest, Jesus Christ, entered in to the most holy place once and for all. I like the way Aaron explains on page 230 of Seven Feasts. We have no need for yearly sacrifice for our sins because Jesus paid the penalty required once and for all. Because Christ was the perfect sinless sacrifice, his death atones not just for a year, but once and for all. Before the destruction of the temple, observing the Day of Atonement was unlike the other feasts because everyone was required to shelter in place and fast. There was nothing anyone else could do to earn atonement. Only one Jewish person, the high priest, was very busy on the day 
Despite all of the rituals he had to accomplish, the book of Leviticus never mentions him sitting down. But in Hebrews chapter 8 verse 1, in the NIV translation it says, We do have such a high priest who sat down at the right hand of the throne of majesty in heaven. Jesus, our high priest, is seated in the most holy place. In the earthly tabernacle and the temple in Jerusalem, there were no chairs. The work of the priest was ongoing. With Jesus, the work is completed so he can sit down and rest. It's clear to see how Jesus is the ultimate fulfillment of the Day of Atonement, but all of this is still the end of the beginning. There is still a part of this feast of the Lord we are waiting to see during Jesus' second coming. Aaron says on page 215, Ultimately, the Day of Atonement is not about our sin. It's a day dedicated to showcasing God's elaborate grace. Zechariah chapter 12 verse 10 from the NIV translation tells how God longs to extend his grace to all his children. I will pour out on the house of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem a spirit of grace and supplication. They will look on me, the one they have pierced, and they will mourn for him as one mourns for an only child, and grieve bitterly for him as one grieves for a firstborn son. Romans 11 reminds us that all Israel will be saved. If we fast during the Day of Atonement, let's fast with the intention of intercession for the Jewish people and everyone who hasn't received Jesus as their atonement. I'd like to share a few lines from David Phelps' song, The End of the Beginning. I believe that this is true. His death wasn't the end, but the beginning of life that's completed in you. Don't you see? He did all this for you. Today we learned the high priest is the only person permitted to carry out the Day of Atonement rituals. Jesus is the fulfillment of the Day of Atonement. We are still waiting for his complete fulfillment during his second coming. Please answer in the comments below on the blog or on Instagram or Facebook at Intentional Filling. Did you see that Jesus did all this for you? How so? Gloria's blog post can be found at intentionalfilling.com slash blog, and we'd love for you to stop by the blog and share a little love with her, or swing by her Instagram at GloriaGrace320 and do the same. Until next time, keep growing! Do you enjoy learning about scripture through its context? We invite you to visit our website, intentionalfilling.com, to check out the number of resources we have available in our shop, including worksheets, studies, and even our free online course, Rooted in the Word. Subscribe to the Biblical Context Matters podcast to be alerted of our new episode for more faith-boosting content. Until next time, read your Bible and remember, Biblical Context Matters.